All right, um, welcome to Talent Talks. I am Derek Spearman. Tyler. You know, I am a writer and a podcaster for the Talent. I have written a couple stories about the various football games, and I even wrote about the fire in Fairview. Same here. Um, I'm a social media ambassador and um, about a couple things, football team, basketball team, baseball team. All right, in the sporting world of MSJC, the Eagles and Women's Volleyball team currently holds a 10-7 and record on the year, including being 4-0 in conference play. McKenna Conklin is the team's kills leader with 195. Trista Vincelli is the team's assist leader with 369. It's also worth noting that they are on a four-game winning streak, so here's the hoping to keep that momentum going. Their next game will be at home against Desert on Wednesday, October 12th, and at Cooper Mount on Friday, October 14th. Eagles women's soccer is currently 7-4-1 on the season. Their next game will be on Friday, October 14th at Desert. Chloe Baeza and Kareem Mendoza are the team scoring leaders with seven. Kareem Mendoza and Aaliyah Sims are the team's assist leaders with seven. And the Eagles football team have been playing great this year. After losing their first game to Riverside Tigers, they are on a four-game win streak, so they currently have a 4-0 record. Their defense as of late has been great and haven't surrendered any points in six consecutive quarters and have outscored their opponents by 76 points. Robert Coleman has 1,559 yards passing and 15 passing touchdowns. He also has an additional 127 yards passing and three touchdowns passing as well. Jalen McGee has 351 yards rushing and is averaging 6.3 yards per carry with five touchdowns. It also has 10 catches for 163 yards and two touchdowns. Talik Brown has 33 receptions for 456 yards and four touchdowns. He's been the go-to wide receiver for this team so far. And on defense, Joseph Rapolo leads the team in sacks with three of them. Steven Bradshaw leads the, leads the team in tackles with 42. And Asir Morrow and Karsten Mamarillo are the interception leaders with two. Their next game will be on October 15th at home against Grassmont. So, you know, good luck out there to our Eagles sports teams. Yeah, they do sound pretty good. Um, yep. Can't, I can't say on the volleyball team, the soccer team, right? I ain't got a clue what that talks about. But football team is definitely stout. They're looking like they can probably make a push for a, a state championship. Yep. Uh, definitely a bull game. Um, they currently have a bye this weekend, and they'll be back out there next week, and here's hoping to keep their momentum going. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Talk with the coach first time the last couple weeks. He said they're, they're wanting to go all the way this year. Um, no no, no doubt in that. Last year, they, they had a good run, lost a couple games, made a bull game, won it first time in five years. So they're looking to go back-to-back, -back, maybe even – State tournament, maybe, maybe, maybe. Hopefully, that, that would be great. National championship. So, they are looking excellent out there. Yep, and the defense is has been playing great. As I said, they haven't given up any points in six consecutive quarters. They had the second half shutout two weeks ago, and then they completely they had a complete shutout last week. So, no, here's the hoping that defense continues playing great. Oh, yeah. 
Um, defense has been great. Secondary, definitely. We've heard some things about them. Um, yeah. Talk, like I said, talk touch beginning of the year. They said defense is a little young, but we know that they they can come out and perform. And the definitely doesn't look like a bunch of youngsters out there. They definitely look like they're definitely look like they're six year seniors out there. <laughs> For sure. So, but they, they look stout. They look they look great. Um, yeah, and it's always and it's always great to have a great football team. Oh yeah. It's great and, just all, and just and just all in all, just great athletics because everyone's performing well thus far. Great to the athletic department. Bring some bring some attention to the school that doesn't really get much attention around Southern California. So. Exactly. All right. So in the world of MLB baseball, we are currently in the postseason. Regular season just ended. I think Wednesday. Yeah. Tuesday, actually. No, yeah. No, oh. Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, it just ended. But nonetheless, it just ended this week. <laughs> and well, at the time of recording this, the Padres are up 7-1 against the Mets and look to take game one unless something crazy happens. Yeah, I was surprised uh, about that. That that really surprised me. It's yeah, funny. like this only according to a lot of stats that I hear, like this is like the first time Scherzer has given up six, well, yeah, six earned runs or seven earned runs, I think now, in a single postseason game. So this is definitely not like Scherzer to play like this. So I don't know what happened tonight. I don't know either. <laughs> uh, but let's look into the uh, to the earlier games. Um, first game of the day, Tampa Bay Cleveland. Cleveland hits a two-run home run in the bottom at the top of the ninth to claw away one against Tampa Bay in that stellar bullpen. Yep, I mean Tampa Bay, they're playing great all game, but you know, one mistake against Jose Ramirez and one swing and all of a sudden they're behind and they couldn't recover. Has he been does he have a contract with the, the the Indians after this year? Or not the Indians? Um, well, no, they're not the Guardians, but yeah. But yeah, they they, they, they agreed to a six-year extension before the season began. That's good. He's, he's a great player. I think he's a yeah. top third baseman in the, in the league. Yeah, he's definitely somebody. <laughs> he's definitely somebody you don't necessarily want to pitch to. He's somebody you want to pitch around because you, fight, you throw a pitch in the zone, he's going to find a way to hit it. He always does. He's one of the best hitters in baseball. Yeah. And he doesn't strike out often. Next game, we got Phillies and Cardinals. Um, well, that game was interesting. <laughs> Everything just broke loose in the ninth inning. No, nothing nothing happened. Great pitching battles through six, and then Cardinals went up by two. Thinking, coming up top of ninth, they thought, oh, we come in and win this game. Didn't look like it. Six run ninth for the Phillies to give the the Phillies a 1-0 lead in the series. Yep, right like now. Ryan Hesley, um, apparently apparently he's injured from what I've heard, and that could be contribute and that could contribute to why he kind of fell apart in the ninth inning, but nevertheless, he, he did not look good. Yeah, like he struggled. And you know, surrendering six runs in the ninth inning went up two one. My went up two nothing actually. They're up two nothing and then Philly scored six consecutive runs. And it was too much for the Cardinals to overcome, and 
man, I don't know what to expect moving forward in that series because I thought the Cardinals would honestly sweep the Phillies, but obviously that's not going to happen. It did not look good. And they are in danger of getting swept themselves. There, there's actually a clip going around where Cardinals fans, I think, top nine were just starting to leave. Yeah. That's not good. That's not a yeah. good yeah, like they they just gave up, and I can't blame them because every I mean you're down four runs after previously being up two nothing. Like first it looked like the Cardinals were gonna run away with it, but the entire Phillies offense from top to bottom had different plans. I mean, let's let's look at the, let's look back on uh, Zach Wheeler. I mean, just amazing performance. Yeah. Six 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 and a third. He only had two hits, a walk, and four strikeouts. I mean. Even though he had 96, I, I probably would have, I would have let him go. Yeah, man. I mean, both starters did well. Like Jose Quintana also did well with five and a third, two hits, three Ks, one walk. Yeah. So, you know, both pitchers. So both pitchers shoved, but it's kind of we went to the bullpen. We started seeing points scored Manager, or runs scored. Managerial mistakes. Yeah. But, and I know a thing or two about that, being a Dodgers fan and watching Dave Roberts manage our team. Yeah, you should go to the playoffs. So. This ain't just fun over here. I ain't got nothing to cheer about. Uh, you have two generational talents, but that's about it. Let's look to the next game. Seattle and Toronto. That just ended about, what, an hour and a half ago? Yeah, that that didn't end too. Yeah, that, that game ended not too long ago. I mean, Luis Castillo has been the biggest acquisition I think so far at the deadline. Because he is he he's a big reason why the Mariners made it to the playoffs, and he's the reason why they pretty much won today. He didn't surrender any runs, only gave up six hits and struck out five. Seven seven and a third, six hits, five strikeouts. Yep. I mean that's 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 incredible. I mean. And that, and that defense of the, the Mariners, too, is amazing. Yeah. I mean, you got to give up give credit to them with credit to do. So. You know, Cal Relay hit a big homer. Everyone calls him the Big Dumper, which is an interesting nickname. Yeah. I guess I'll take it. <laughs> you know, he's the reason why they're in the playoffs now, because he, he was the one that hit that RBI. We got that RBI homer. Well, actually, no, it wasn't RBI homer. I think it was just a walk-off homer. They hit, which officially sealed the deal and made sure the marriage are going to go to playoffs for the first time since 2001, which is crazy because I was literally just like maybe a couple months old the last time they made the playoffs until today. That's, that's, it's crazy. The one thing that I'm concerned about is Toronto. I mean, you make it to the playoffs, you win 92 games, you're amazing at home, Mariners amazing away, but you can't hit the ball. I mean, you got seven hits, but seven hits from the people that you probably don't want seven hits from. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Laddie went over for uh, uh, Hernandez went over for. Um, I mean, it's just those people that you want those big hit on hits from are not coming. I mean, Kurt went one for four. Bochette went one for four. The only only player that you really came through today was George Springer. Yeah. I mean, he, he was the only one putting the bat to the ball. Matt Chapman yeah. bat to the ball. I mean, you got those players good. Those are your, your, your down the line, you need a hit player, but the players that you need a, a home run or a, a double to put two in the, 
two around. Where that? Yeah, exactly. That's always concern when the top of the lineup struggles. And your top production comes from towards the bottom. Like that's never that's never necessarily a place you want to be in the postseason. It's, now with this new playoff bracket, you don't even want to go down 1-0. Even on your home turf for the first time in a while. You don't you don't want to go down 1-0 in this new playoff. Nope. Against a team that you probably should be beating. But yeah. Um, but let's look back at that that Padres game. I mean, it's just that's that's not good. Yeah, that game's not over at this time, but it's nearing there. <laughs> you know, Scherzer just got lit up today. Nobody knows what happened, and Darvish is playing great. And, I mean, it's sad to see that the Mets just blow a twelve and a half game lead in the middle. Yeah. I mean, biggest reason cold take was the fact that they had shirts that said the East is ours, only for them to drop everything and lose it to the Braves. That's that's not good. And to see Scherzer give up, he only went four, not four and two thirds, seven hits, seven earned runs, and four strikeouts. I mean, yeah, he gave up four home runs, which is never good. Not a Scherzer-like performance. That's, that's just not good. Against the Padres team that is lacking hitting. I mean, that's... Yeah, they... Praise. Padres have been inconsistent offensively, but they definitely found their stride today against Scherzer. Um, we can definitely look at tomorrow's games. Yeah. Tomorrow... So the confirmed starters for the Mariners and Blue Jays games will be Robbie Ray versus Kevin Gossman. Those are the confirmed starting pitchers. That Mariners game. Um, Robbie Ray needs to show up. Yeah. That's just that's just there. That's that's just that's simple. Robbie Ray needs to show up and perform. He showed flashes this year, but he's never maintained consistency. I think he finished with a 390 ERA, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he needs to come out and perform. Um, and what kind of what kind of stresses me out if I'm Seattle is if we can hit the ball like we did today. You, if you can't yeah. hit the ball like you did today, you're going to go back to Toronto. Toronto, we gained three. Just chopping at your fingernails. I mean, it's just... You don't want that to happen. You don't want to go. You don't. You don't want to play game three on the road. Well, all, all the games are on the road, no matter what, in this format. Yeah, yeah. you don't. You don't want that. But uh, Gosman also needs to show up. Gosman has been also inconsistent. Yeah. Well, he's been relatively well. I think he had. Well, he's been solid. I think he's been there. Well, you think he's been their second pitcher behind Manoa. Yeah, he he's he's right there behind Manoa, but Manoa hasn't lost as many games as Gosman has. He's twelve and ten. Yeah, ERA is down, but that, he needs to come out perform and not don't don't give up too many hits. Don't give up too many runs. That's just the name of the game. Yeah, you just gotta stay focused. Put the ball in the zone. Use that use that amazing slider of his to uh, really really pound the zone. To, uh, to the Seattle hitters. Exactly. And the starters for the Rays and Guardians game will be Tyler Glasnow versus Tristan McKenzie. Tristan McKenzie. Tristan McKenzie. 
And, well, don't know what to expect from Glass now because I don't think he's pitched much this year because he's just recovering from Tommy John's surgery. And he just showed up, I think, just late September. So I don't know how many innings he's going to go or how many innings they'll let him go. Yeah. I don't think I don't think he's built to go seven innings quite yet. In the starters for the Phillies Cardinals game is Inter Noah and Miles McCallis. Um, my prediction that that's gonna be a tough game. For yeah, that's that's gonna be another pitchers duel. I mean, that's another pitchers duel. I mean, two All Star pitchers going at it again. And it's been confirmed that um, Ron Hensley's a day to day. All right. So if he if he feels like he can bring it tomorrow, he'll pitch tomorrow. But um, in the, in, he just something happened today. I don't know. Something something happened, and something happened today where he he just gave up a lot of runs and got taken out that ninth inning. You can't. It's something that you can't do when you're in these playoffs, even especially in this new playoff bracket where. Who wins and you're gone. You can't. You can't just blow the game like that. Yeah. That's unacceptable. Even with this stacked Cardinals bullpen, I mean, and and these Cardinals hitters. I mean, you know, the hitters came in today. It's just you, you give up six runs in the ninth. Yeah, game. you give up. You give up six runs in the ninth inning. You, I mean, there's nothing the hitters can really do. You're already. They're already. They're already down by four at that point. And you bring it eight innings and then. You can't bring it eight innings to blow it in a half inning and then think you can come back and win that game. I mean, it's just, just, it's just not believable. Yeah, exactly. But uh, let's give our predictions for those those matchups tomorrow. I am honestly going to go. I honestly think the Blue Jays will actually take it against the Mariners this time, and they'll actually force a game three. Ah, yeah, I think I go Blue Jays on that one. I think, I think the hitters come out and perform like they should have. Yeah. Game one, but I think the, I think you I think you try to try to hit the ball a little bit more, try to put it in the gap, put it even put it over the fence for these these Blue Jays. I mean, this Blue Jays a power hitting team. So. Yeah, exactly. That's why that's why Blue Jays Blue Jays are a fun team to watch when they're when they get going, but they didn't quite get going today. Uh, Rays Guardians. I, I think I think Guardians come back. Yeah, Guardian Guardians are just gonna sweep the Rays, unfortunately. I just, I just don't know. Like Glassnell's a great pitcher, but I don't think, but I don't know how many innings they're gonna let him pitch, and that's always a concern. Um, and then McKenzie's just been great this year. Like he, his ERA is like just under three. He's been an underrated pitcher all year. Um, I think, yeah, I think Guardians take that. Um, even with uh, Ramirez and Stephen Corn hitting, I mean. It's a hard. That's a hard. It's uh, a hard team to stop. Yeah, like Guardians. It, like Guardians could shock everybody. Like they're they're my sleeper team. Like there's like they're a team that it wouldn't shock me if they made a run. Like honestly, if they were to get past the Rays, it wouldn't shock me if they beat the Yankees. I, I don't. I don't see them. I see them giving the Yankees a fair shot. Slow down a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I could see it happening. We'll see. Uh, they need to take care of business first. Uh, no, no declared pitcher for the Mets tomorrow, but most likely. I don't know. It would most likely be Degrom. Um, I don't see Degrom pitching game two. Um, 
I, 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 I don't think he pitches game two, just out of the fact if they have to, well, yeah, I don't see him. I see him probably pitching game three if it happens. Yeah. If it, if it has to come down to it, he'll probably pitch, he'll come in to relieve game two. One thing's for sure is that I feel like the ground will probably leave the Mets if the Mets don't, if the Mets get eliminated by the Padres here. That's a story you're going to hear for a long time. And it will be interesting if he was when he becomes a free agent, because he's expected to opt out of his current deal to make more money. It'd be interesting to see where he goes if the Mets can't retain him. Uh, Phillies Cardinals. Um, I think Cardinals tie this game up. Yeah, I think I think the Cardinals will come back I don't see and him. tie it up. Because I, 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 can't, I can't imagine a scenario where the Phillies sweep the Cardinals. The Cardinals are too good to be swept, I think. That's just sad. I mean, you got three pitchers. You got three franchise players in there in St. Louis. Pujols. Um, y- Yadiel and uh, Wainwright. You you don't lose that game. You lose that game, yeah. stuff will be bad. And This is probably one of your chances to probably take take a deep run to the playoffs. Yeah, and I mean, you have, yeah, and then you have two MVPs on that team in Goldie and Arenado. Because after this season, I don't see the Cardinals doing anything special. Uh, let's look at uh, the NFL. Yep. Um, well, the Eagles have the best record, and <laughs> they seem to be unbeatable, at least for the time being. Yeah, I mean, you got top top ten defense, top ten offense. I mean, yeah, like they're top ten almost everything. Like. They all think they have a well. I don't know what their passing stats are like, but they have an unfair rushing attack in their quarterback, and then of course the quarterback being able to run opens things up for the running backs as well. Yep. I mean, you can't. There's, there's not a. I don't think. I think there's two teams in this league that can probably stop this Eagles team if they even take it to the Super Bowl. Uh, that's that's the Bills and the and the Rams. If they can keep their offense, if they can keep their defense, if they can pick up their defense and get some pressure on that quarterback, I don't see the Eagles doing much. And yeah, one thing, the one thing that makes the Eagles even more annoying is how great their offensive line is. It seems like every year they have a dominant offensive line. Like, they have some of the best offensive line scouts because even when their starters go down, they still have a great offensive line. Yeah. Uh, let's look at, look at uh, games for this week. We definitely had yesterday's uh, sleeper. Yeah, that game was definitely a sleeper. Like, I don't mind defensive battles, but this game wasn't as much defensive battles as it was just offenses just not a, doing this anything. It's a terrible game. <laughs> and, the, and the game was so bad that when they were going to overtime, the fans just left. Like, yeah. I have never seen that ever. Like, <laughs> fans just leaving when the game is tied. I mean, it, it was a defensive battle, but it was also an offensive battle. I mean, you look at total yards, it was 690, 680 total yards. I mean, everything was even. Yeah, and I mean, I looked at the quarterback stats for that game. Everything about it was just ugly. Like, both quarterbacks threw two picks. I think both had just 200 yards passing. And they both threw it 40 times. I mean, that's... Yeah, like, so far that rush trade hasn't been living up to the hype. Let, 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 Let Russ cook, buddy. (laughs) 
But I mean, everything everything was just even. Time of possession, first downs, turnovers, yards. I mean, everything was even. But red, the red zone attack for these two teams were just terrible. Yeah, and on, on that on that final play, KJ Hamler was wide open. He could have walked it in the end zone. There was nobody on him, but Russ missed him. I I, I, I saw a stat yesterday. They before that red zone attack, they were three for ten on the season. That's, that's yeah, like that's the worst, one of the worst. I mean, you got two excellent wide receivers. You have one that's that's kind of barely top, barely doing something. I mean. That that's not good. You got a quarterback that's been paid two hundred fifty million dollars. Yep, like two hundred fifty million for us, and he hasn't quite delivered yet. And his, his old team with Geno Smith, even though yeah, they have like, a much record. Yeah, like like Geno Smith has better numbers than Barn. That's crazy. I mean, I, I saw I saw something yesterday. Even his first five games with last year, he had ten touchdowns and two interceptions. I mean. Something, something's happened. Oh, I don't know if it's all these brand deals he's thinking he's he's doing good with. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, something needs to change. Something needs to cross his mind, or he's gonna take that faith to the, to the, the couch because he ain't. Yeah, Broncos country. Let's ride. Nothing. Let's look at. To, uh, Sunday mornings games. Let me. Look. All right. Um. We have the uh, the six thirty game. Oh yeah, London Giants and Packers. Packers. Uh, that's gonna be bloodbath. I, I yeah, like the giant. The Giants are injured. Like they're not a like their quarterback is even hurt. And Tyrod, and even their backup quarterback has a head injury. So Daniel Jones kind of has to play with an ankle injury. I mean, you. you Green, I mean it's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, and then and then yeah, they, and then and then they also have to play the Packers, so it's like Aaron Rodgers can can put three hundred yards on you and three touchdowns, you ain't winning that game. I mean that's just it's just not it. Yeah, like that will be I mean, you, you That should be an easy win for the Packers. You give him the ball for more than thirty minutes, he's just gonna he's gonna torch it. Yeah, it's like what Stephen A. Smith said. He's a bad man. <laughs> Uh, let's see. First of many ten o'clock games, Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Uh, well, Buffalo is well. Isn't I think Pickett's making his first career start, so that will be interesting to see the rookie go out there. And but unfortunately, it's against the Bills. Yeah, I don't see in Buffalo. I don't see they're they're playing in Bills Mafia, and I, I just can't see the Steelers winning. Yeah, I don't see Pittsburgh going into Buffalo Sunday morning and doing anything. I think they come out and just 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 blow it up. I think that's something wrong in, in inside that organization. I don't know if it's it's Canada. I don't know if it's whatever. Something's wrong in that organization. Yeah, I mean, everybody, I'd imagine this is Canada's last year as the offensive coordinator because I, I don't see I don't see a Tomlin's fault. I think Tomlin just Tomlin knows how to recruit players to come to Pittsburgh. Yeah, like Tom Tomlin's not the problem. They, they, they need they need new offensive. They need a new off. They need they need a new offensive staff altogether. Um, let's go with your team. The second ten o'clock game, uh, Chargers Cleveland. 
Well, that will be an interesting game because, again, the Chargers, they haven't shown enough consistency for me to just say that, oh, they're, this is a favorable matchup because before the season started, I would have said this would be an easy win, especially without Deshaun Watson playing for Cleveland. But now I don't know because we got blown out at home against the Jaguars. And it's not like the Jaguars are a bad team this year, but we got blown out at home. Yeah, that's a game. And, and we nearly choked against the Texans. Like, we were up big, and then out of nowhere, the Texans creeped in. There's just no offensive offensive uh, drive in that team. And the defense yeah. can't, run, can't just stop anything. And, yeah, I mean, Joey Bosa being hurt hurts the team a lot because now Cleo Mack can just get doubled up. Yeah, I and, and, you know, offensively, Joe Lombardi gets too conservative in the second half. He gets way too conservative for my liking in the second half. And then sometimes receivers like to drop balls at key moments. And again, we are missing Keenan Allen in this offense because Keenan Allen is a great wide receiver, but not only is he a great wide receiver, but he's also a great run blocker. Like he like he is a better blocker than a lot of tight ends, I'd say. Like he he does everything for this offense. And he's not gonna play this week either, because he's still dealing with hamstring issues. Yeah, I, I, that's that's a big loss for someone, for a team that needs desperately needs to win. Yeah, and you know he's also Herbert's security blanket. Like he's always the number one guy to go to on third down, yeah. and Herbert uh, doesn't have that. Uh, let's go to the next game, ten o'clock game, Chicago at Minnesota. <laughs> I mean, that should be a win for the Vikings. <laughs> Like, I feel bad for Justin Fields. Like, I wouldn't even call Justin Fields a bust. He just has no help. Well, and also, I mean, he has no offensive line. There's no offensive Yeah, like, like he has he has no help. Like, no offensive line. His only good wide receiver is Mooney. They can't run the ball. They can't pass the ball. They barely pass the ball at that. Yeah, like, they barely pass it. Like, I think like I think Cooper Cup has more catches than, pass, than Fields has passing attempts. He can't. He can't even get time to throw the ball. I mean, that's why they don't throw them up the ball much. That's why they're the the worst offensive team in this league. I mean, they can't. Yeah, like they just they just have nothing. Like, like I can't even fault Fields for that. Like I can't even call him a bust because he just has no help. Like when he left Ohio State and got drafted by the Bears, he downgraded and received in weapons because he had he had better weapons in college, which is sad to say, but he actually had better weapons in college. It's just sad to see that a waste of talent. Just yeah, because Fields has a lot of potential, but they are not doing much to utilize it. But um, going against a defensive line like uh, Minnesota's, and, and you know, yeah, like Minnesota has a style defensive line, so it's like it's like just you, you just you just gotta hope Fields can stay healthy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next game: Detroit at New England. That is where things are going to be interesting because New England's expected to start. Um, I think Bailey Zappi is his name. You know, he's a you know, rookie quarterback as well. Yeah. And in college, last he broke every passing record. He broke the passing yards record and passing touchdown record in a single season college. Wow. Yeah, like that's that's one thing. Like that's why I'm like that's why I was intrigued by him because just because of all those records he broke. And yeah, he wasn't playing Power Five schools, but I feel like it's still impressive regardless of competition because. Not everybody passes for, you know, almost 9,000 yards like he did. So, well, what was, well, I don't think it was about 9,000 yards. I think I may over exaggerate, but still, he passed for a lot of yards. Yeah, and I don't got a lot of touchdowns. I don't, I don't see Detroit stopping them at all. So. And yeah, Detroit's defense has got to be the worst defense I've seen. 
I see like, it as, as a great game and, and probably like it, it could be yeah it'll probably be a high scoring affair because the Lions offense is just ridiculous because they have a lot of speed and a lot of power in their run game if and they have and they have a great offensive line if New England can I don't I know New England's a very uh, balanced type team but if they yeah. can move all the zap throw it 30 40 50 even times that game ain't gonna be close and in and New England like they almost beat Green Bay and Lambeau with Zappi as the quarterback because Brian Hoyer got hurt early and of course they've been without Mac Jones. Which which you which makes you think. And honestly, when Mac Jones got hurt and there was a possibility of Zappi coming in, I was afraid that this was gonna be another you know, Brady coming in for Bloodstone. <laughs> That's what my fear was. I'm like, please do not let Zappi become the next Tom Brady and we have another Patriots dynasty we have to live through. I was about to say that I'm like I mean, hope, uh, pray to God for Zach, uh, Matt Jones. But, I mean, if, if, if they start winning games by a large margin and pretty good team, you kind of think, where do we go from here? I mean, you got two great backs, but Matt Jones is a very inconsistent quarterback. But, but honestly, I can't even blame Matt Jones because he doesn't have a mu- as much weapons either, like, like Hunter Henry's a solid tight end, but that receiving core is a little iffy. I'd say it's not Chicago Bears level bad, but it's definitely not good. All right, let's move on. Uh, Seattle at New Orleans. That's interesting that's, game. That's, that's <laughs> like, Thursday night part two. That, that game's terrible. <laughs> yeah, like that game is gonna be interesting just to see because the Saints they have no identity on offense, but they have a solid defense. One great offense versus one great defense, and then one great defense versus one great o- one terrible offense. That's, yeah, one. So it's like that's I don't know what to expect here. The flip a coin, probably decide. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I can't, I can't make a prediction on that game because it's like both teams are kind of just in their transitional phases. Yeah. You know, the Saints are without. Well, Saints have been without Breeze for a while, but now they're also without their longtime head coach. And the Seahawks are now without their longtime quarterback. Uh, let's move to the next game. Miami at the Jets. Um, Teddy Bridgewater starting for the Miami Dolphins now. Yeah. I still think Miami is going to roll. I mean, I don't see them stopping with Teddy. And Miami can Yeah. Probably... Like, yeah, they just have they, have... they have two very fast yeah. and Even great wide receivers. Even though Teddy can't really throw the ball, he's not very big. He doesn't have a very big arm. You could probably still go in those options, maybe let him run it a little bit and try to do the RPOs. And like, and I have faith in him. Mike McDaniel is a great offensive mind, so he'll definitely have a like. And plus, you know, they have. You know, plus, they have more time to plan for this game too because they played Thursday night the week before, so essentially a bye week. So, you know, more time to game plan around Teddy. I don't see Tua so. coming for a while. So. Yeah, some more time to game plan around Teddy. And, yeah. So, I'd see the Dolphins still rolling over the Jets. Uh, let's... We got a couple more minutes. Let's get to 15 more minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's do... Atlanta at Tampa Bay. Um, uh... I, think Atlanta, I mean, yeah, Tampa should just. I think, uh, me personally, I think uh, Atlanta goes in and beats the 
eat the Brady Bunch. I, I, that that would be interesting. I would. I, I, I won't rule it out, but I don't quite see it though either. Even, I mean, against Green Bay, I mean, you see you're struggling. I mean, Green Bay doesn't have a great defense, but yeah. their defense is. But I guess to be fair, Brady was without some weapons because he was without because Mike Evans was already suspended because he got into a fight with Marshawn Lattimore, and then. And so you see, you see. Uh, and it's just my thing is I could believe in the Falcons winning, but it's just they're without Cordell Patterson and Kyle Pitts. But I, I see, I see something squeaking out of there in, in, uh, in Tampa. Uh, let's go next one: Tennessee at Washington. Tennessee at Washington. Well, Washington has a great defense, but Carson Wentz is inconsistent for my liking. Um, Tennessee, they are also relatively inconsistent for my liking as well. So, like... Blake Will- Nick Willis just, just doesn't have time. I mean, he, he goes back there and just scrambling, looking around. Or is it? I don't know. I just- well, Ryan, Ryan Tannehill is the quarterback now. They haven't... Will Willis stepped in when the Colts were, when the Titans were losing, but Brian Tannehill is still a starter for now. Oh, I was thinking like, uh, yeah, Which yeah. For, for for now, Tannehill is a starter. So yeah, it'll be it'll be the battle of two, just I guess mid quarterbacks and Tannehill and Wentz. Basically, uh, next one: San Fran versus Carolina. I mean, that's not the ten o'clock game. Let's go. Let's let's talk about that one, then we'll go back to the next one. Uh, <laughs> Carolina needs to find some. Yeah, I mean, Christian Christian McCaffrey can't carry that team. Christian McCaffrey can't carry himself. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but you know, like I mean, I'm a big McCaffrey fan. Like I even own a Christian McCaffrey jersey, even though I'm not a Panthers fan. Uh, I think San Fran goes in then to uh to, to Charlotte and kicks some butt. I mean, yeah. The Garoppolo knows what he's doing, but. Whoever, whoever, uh, that offense coordinator needs to figure out what he wants to do. I mean, even though he had Trey Lance and he could have ran the ball, you could throw the ball, you can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. But you got to know when to when to change it up. And on Thursday night, you, you, you didn't see him change it up at all. You know, Jeff Wilson. You know, he had a he had a big game against the Rams, so I'd imagine he's going to continue that against Carolina. Yeah. Um. Go back up to the last ten o'clock game, uh, Houston and Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville steamrolls. Yeah, Jacksonville's just, that's an easy win for Jacksonville. <laughs> like and plus and plus Jacksonville is also mad about losing to the Eagles in a game that looked like they're running away with initially. So I'd imagine they're just gonna take their anger out on this. You know, they're gonna take their anger out on this Texans team. So I just feel bad for them because I'm like I'm a Davis Mills believer, but. <laughs> Like, they do have that one, that, that one spark in in Damon Prince. Damon Pierce, yeah. Just that little spark, where maybe something can come out of this season, but event, uh, eventually that's gonna catch up to you and bite you. Uh, that's the one. Uh, that San Fran Carolina was 105. Let's move down to the 125. There's only two this week. It's Dallas at the Rams. Um, that's gonna be a good game. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting, and I mean it's gonna be Cowboys at Rams, but Cowboy fans are gonna take over SoFi Stadium. Oh, I mean, yeah. people, people people like to talk about Chargers having no fans, but it's like look at the Rams; they don't have any fans either. Like whenever the Raiders, Cowboys, or 
49ers come to town, you just see the opposing team's colors all over SoFi. Yeah, and and I think I think that's the uh, I think it's either going to be the fans being there, it's going to help Dallas, or it's the defense. I mean, honestly, it's gonna it's gonna be it's probably gonna be a defensive battle because the Rams have a solid defense, and the Cowboys they have one of the best defenses. Like Micah Parsons is just dominant. I don't think the defense, both defenses are going to be torched unless a spark sparks some underneath Dallas's butt that's going to keep that game close. I think just, it, but it's going to be a high scoring game. Yeah. And you know, Matthew Stafford being interceptions machine, it's going to be a good game for Trayvon Diggs, I'd imagine. Oh, I think, I think they're going to, I think Trayvon Diggs is going to be guarding um, Cooper Cup. So we'll, we'll see, how, we'll see how that looks. Um, they're definitely going to target Cooper Cup a lot since they've been doing it the past. Yeah, like Matthew Stafford is just screw it. <laughs> Cooper Cup's got to be open out there somewhere. Uh, the last one twenty-five game, Philadelphia at Arizona. Um, I think Arizona needs to find some out with Kyler. I mean, yeah, like Kyler needs to figure it out or he's gone. Well, he's not even gone. He's already locked on. Yeah, I think I think this is the last year they. they but I'd but I'd imagine this could be Cliff Kingsbury's last year as the head coach. Uh, yeah, unless they turn it around. But um, I think Philadelphia comes in here gets the job done. Yeah, they'll handle business and they'll be five and zero to start off the year, which is just insane to think about. Because I don't think it, like I knew the Eagles. Like I thought the Eagles would probably win the NFC East, but I didn't think they'd be this great yeah. in doing so. I think. Um, I believe that's the first time the Eagles have been five and zero in like twenty years. Yeah, like it will be. It would be interesting. Um, let me look that up. Um, like it would be interesting. Like I don't think they've ever done it before in a while. And even when they won the Super Bowl in twenty seventeen, I don't think they started off five and zero. Anywho, I'm not. Um, uh, and then the Sunday night game. That would be Cincinnati and Baltimore. Cincinnati at Baltimore. That's going to be a game. Yeah, that's going to be quite the game. I mean, it'll be interesting because, you know. If, if. Lamar's is a fun quarterback to watch all in all. If Burrow can get some time in that pocket, that's going to be a game. Yeah, because the Ravens have absolutely the Ravens secondary is just questionable. Yeah. And the last couple of times Burrow faced them, he had 400 yards. Um, let's look at Monday night's game: Las Vegas at Kansas City. That's uh, my prayers go out to the entire Las Vegas Raiders team because yeah. uh, <laughs> I just do not see. The Raiders winning here. Like I think the Chiefs are just gonna steamroll them and win by seventeen. Yeah, that, that's just not great. Not great and the Raiders will start off after having all that Super Bowl hype. Um, I think we can go over the timeline a little bit. Let's go over college. All right. Um, let me pull that up. Um, we'll go over the top twenty-five and then maybe some some uh, what to watch games. That they can pull up. Well, my college football team is Stanford, and well, <laughs> Stanford's not that good this year. I'm a Kentucky fan. <laughs> How does that happen? Don't ask me. 
I mean, I became a Stanford fan even though I've, I'm all Southern California, but then suddenly I'm just a Stanford fan because I just not too fond of UCLA or USC. So I just like, eh, I'll just go up north and be a Stanford fan. And Stanford was, and I mean, Andrew Luck also made me a Stanford fan. Um, what you gotta do? Uh, let me being weird. Pull that up. Okay, let's let's see. Top twenty-five, week six. We got some games tonight. I know that for sure. Yeah. None of them are top twenty-five. Yeah, um, none of them. Let's look at it from this angle. Um, we'll do number one. Number one, Alabama takes that, reclaims that number one spot last week with a win over Arkansas. Which and then nearly them. lost to Missouri. Oh, yeah. Uh, Missouri gave them a, a little bit of a challenge. That Missouri team's good. It's just they can't blow up. Yeah, like they, they, had, like they recruited the number one wide receiver. Uh, but let's, let's look at Alabama at Texas. At Texas A&M at Alabama. That's going to be a game. And it's going to be interesting, especially because, you know, Jimbo Fisher and Urban, uh, not Urban Meyer, Nick Saban have their beef. Yeah, and I, and I, I saw a fact that every time on Jimbo Fisher's birthday weekend, they always play the number one team and they always win. That will be interesting to see if they keep, if, I did not know that. <laughs> we'll see if they keep that going, but I think Alabama is just going to win. Watch out for that team and who knows, something might happen. Uh, number two, Georgia at Auburn at Georgia. I think that's just a Georgia win. I mean, there's no question to ask. Yeah, Auburn's just they're they're rebuilding that program. Yeah. Uh, number three, Ohio State at Michigan State. Uh, Ohio yeah, State. Ohio State's just gonna steamroll them. There's no point talking about that. <laughs> like Ohio State is gonna steamroll them. They just Ohio State's offense is unfair. Yeah. Number four, Michigan at Indiana. Michigan win. I don't see Indiana doing any. Well, I know. I take that back. Indiana has a very good pass game. Very good. Um, no questions asked. Um, yeah. That quarterback can really sling that ball. He's throwing over for 1,400 yards and eight touchdowns. He's, he's completed over half of his passes. Um, about trying, trying to trying to contain Blake Corum is going to be a challenge for Indiana's defense because you have to you have to contain him and. Michigan, if you want a chance at winning, because he went off last week. Because Michigan didn't play their best against Michigan didn't play their best. Well, actually, was it last week or the week before? When they played against Maryland, when they played against Maryland, they struggled and they didn't play their best. But Blake uh, Corum left led them to victory. Yeah, let's look at uh, number five: Clemson and Boston College. That's a game. No, it's not. Clemson, yeah. Steamroll Boston College. Yeah, they're, they're going to steamroll Boston College. Like, uh, Yeah, let's move on. Number six, Washington State at USC. At oh, that's going to be an interesting game because Washington State, they're a great team. Like, they played, they nearly beat Oregon. That's a passing, yeah. that's an air raid team if you ever say Yeah, that. and, you know, they have a standing order defense, plays physically too. And USC's and USC's defense hasn't shown the consistency that I like. Like they're they're, they're they're like again, it's it's like a Lincoln Riley effect. Lincoln Riley has great offenses, but his defense leaves plenty to be desired. Yeah. Uh, well, I imagine it's going to be a high-scoring game, but I think USC will just edge it out by three. Let's go to number seven, Texas Tech at number seven, Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma State goes in Stillwater and upsets them. 
I don't see anything else happening. I don't see I don't see Oklahoma State coming in there and being like, oh, we're number seven. I don't feel. I don't. I just don't. Yeah, I'm just. I don't believe I've, in that team. I don't think they. I don't know who they played. Uh, let's well, see. they they beat Baylor last week. I think that was that was that was a pretty impressive win beating Baylor. That's, that's the only team they have played in the top twenty-five. They played Mich. They they had some trouble against Central Michigan. Yeah, Mich- Central Michigan dropped like thirty-nine points against them, which is like yikes. Fifty-eight to forty-four is still a blowout, but at the same time, a two-touchdown win against a team that you probably should have blown out by sixty. That's that's not good. Uh, Arizona State put them away. A 17-point win. They played Arkansas Pine Bluff, which is a Division Two, Division One, Two uh, Conference Two team out of Arkansas, which is where I'm from. Uh, I'm actually around that area. Um, Steamrolls them. So, and then they play Baylor, and they they squeeze one out. So I don't see. Maybe they might win that since they're at home, but their next two games. Is, is kind of a nail biter for me. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Oklahoma State Oklahoma State's gonna be tested these next couple games. They play Texas Tech at home and then they go to uh, and then they go to Fort Worth against TCU. So Yeah, that, TCU will be a real test because TCU TCU is always a tough program. They always play competitive football. Uh, let's go to number eight, which is ooh, number eight. Um, Tennessee. Tennessee is having an amazing season. They're going to go down to uh, Baton Rouge. LSU. LSU's coming back. I mean, even though what happened last year with um, Brian Kelly, he sees that he can recruit and he can bring that yeah. team back. But I think but, Tennessee goes into there. Yeah, like I don't think LSU is quite LSU's that defense. team yet. Their offense is very inconsistent, and they're yeah. very inconsistent. So but I think Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee will win, but it'll probably be close. That that defense is again consistent. Tennessee's defense is mediocre, but their offense carries them. So who knows? We'll see. Uh, number nine, Ole Miss. That hurts. This <laughs> gets the biggest. It's a big win against Kentucky last week, but then yeah, they, I saw that. They go into Nashville this weekend. They'll get they'll get that done. Um, there's no there's no question about it. They'll go into they'll go into Nashville and take care of the um, the the Volunteers, not the Volunteers, the Commodores. No, yeah, the Commodores. Yeah. But they'll go in and take care of it. Uh, number ten. Number ten. Ooh, who is that? I think number ten is a bye week this week. Yeah, I guess number yeah number ten is a bye week. I'd imagine because I don't see them on the schedule either. Let me see where the number ten is. Number ten is a uh, Penn State. They do have an off week this week. Uh, then we have Utah. Utah is a great team. Yeah, Utah, UCLA. I mean, it's gonna be a great game. It's the- gonna be a great game, but I think Utah wins. Yeah, I think Utah take that. To, uh, and it wouldn't shock me if Utah fans took over um, the Rose Bowl. Yeah, I don't, I don't see another way. Um, uh, number twelve, Oregon. Oregon comes back from the depths yeah. of hell uh, from Georgia. Yeah, now they've just now they're on a big winning streak, and they're just going to steamroll Arizona. Um, 
I don't think so. I think Arizona at home, I think they go in and beat them. I mean, they got an amazing air raid. It's an air yeah, raid. They, they, they do have an amazing offense. What, what One thing I've taken note on is, like, they do have a great offense, but... I think I think they upset the, the Ducks with hmm. those uh, eggshell. Uh, number 13, the Wildcats of Kentucky. Uh, tough loss last week. Two, in, two, two fumbles by Will Levis and that was located finger. Yep, and well against Spencer Rattler and the. I don't. I don't see South Carolina going into Lexington and giving the Wildcats trouble. I think the Wildcats will take care of business again. Yeah, I mean they're 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 playing mad. They they just they had a tough loss last week. They're gonna take their ground. I think they come back and start to. I think they come they come back and start using their weapons like they do efficiently. I don't think I don't see them losing another game until they play Georgia. Yeah, that's me, and I might be wrong, but I think I think I don't I don't think they lose another game against anyone except Georgia. Uh, 14. 14. I gotta do this quick because we're taking a little while. Uh, fourteen. Who is that? Florida State at North Carolina State. Fourteen is Florida State. No, North Carolina State's fourteen. They'll be hosting Florida State. Florida State at North Carolina State. Um. I think I think North Carolina, North, uh, NC State takes care of business. Um, I think Florida State was on a big high in the beginning of the season, but I think yeah, when the, yeah, they they upset LSU and they just I think they have a big uh, party high um, down there in Tallahassee, but I think I think North Carolina State gets it done. Uh, number fifteen, Army walks into uh, Winston Salem against Wake Forest. I think Army gives. Wake Forest a little trouble. Yeah. No question about that. That tea, uh, that wing tee. It's always always a great great offense to run against these military schools. But I don't I don't see them doing anything big against Wake Forest. If that defense stops the run pretty well. Uh, number sixteen, BYU at Notre Dame. I think BYU goes in there and uh, take care of business in Las Vegas. Why? Don't know. Oh. Well, I, I well, I guess the I guess they're both independent teams, and I guess I guess I don't I don't know the storyline behind that. Seventeen. Who is seventeen? Seventeen. TCU. Yeah. TCU, TCU at Kansas. Kansas. That is going to be interesting because this Kansas is on this Cinderella run so far. College game day will be in Lawrence. Yeah, and yeah, and everyone's excited about that too. Like college game day in Lawrence, Kansas. But I think like, I think TCU goes in there and just does it. Does what it needs to do. I think that running offense yeah. will be big for Kansas. Yeah, like I think TCU is just gonna win, and they're just gonna humble Kansas a little. A little bit. Uh, Eighteen. Oh, let's see. Like twenty. Yeah. Who is twenty? Uh, Kansas State is twenty, and they'll go to Iowa State. Kansas State. Kansas State will go into Maine's Iowa and take care of business. I don't see anything else. That running offense, that running offense for Kansas State is one of the best in the, in the country. But I think Iowa will yeah. with that passing. Like, yeah, because Kansas State is definitely no joke. Because like I saw, because I, I was watching their game against Oklahoma, thinking Oklahoma's going to win, but Kansas State just took care of business in Oklahoma. Like they went to. 
Norman, Oklahoma, just took care of business. So like. Uh, number twenty-one, Washington at Arizona State. That's not even a discussion. I think Arizona. Yeah, yeah, State just. Arizona State's falling apart. They, I mean, they, they're, they're gonna. I mean, they have an interim head coach, so yeah. Not, I mean, everything's gone wrong for that program. I thought they were on the rise, but that quickly fell apart. Yeah, and the number twenty-two team has a bye week because I don't see him. I don't believe this either. And then Arkansas will go at number twenty-three, Mississippi State. And I see Arkansas coming, going there and winning that game. I don't. It wouldn't it. shock me. It, it, it's it's going to be a close game nonetheless. It's going to be a tight one. And running offense by Arkansas, the balanced offense by Arkansas is it's it's good, and that defense is physical. So I don't I don't see anything less than that. And likely, air raid offense in Mississippi State. And uh, South Florida will go into Cincinnati, and Cincinnati will take that game. Yeah, Cincinnati will probably win that. Yeah, I don't, I don't see anything else happening. So. Um, but I think, I think that's my favorite. College football is full of upsets. We could be wrong about all these, but yeah, that's one thing I like. Like, I always like a good upset in college football. I was hoping that Stanford would get an upset against Oregon, but that didn't happen. We just got blown out the building. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> well. What you need to do about that but um well that's all the time we got today uh this week but yep yeah, um, thank you all for listening to this week's talent talks and we hope to do more of these more often yeah i'm, I'm always i'm always grateful have someone to talk about sports i'm pretty you know southern california yeah you know you know thankful you know thankful to the talent for this opportunity to talk about sports and thank you guys for listening i'm derek spearman and we are signing off